If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Everybody, jam out real quick. 
Two minutes, y'all, and we be on it popping, baby. I'm telling y'all, I don't want to miss tonight's episode. I'm telling you. The well-needed discussion in the black community. Y'all don't want to miss it. Seconds, ladies and gentlemen, just enjoy the crank out. You heard me. Don't hurt nothing back there with it. They might have saw a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, it's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Slap Your Great. Hold on, let me show y'all. Did y'all think I'm playing when I'm saying I'm going to smack y'all? Mm-hmm. Oh, this way. Yeah. Great, great, great grandma. And this is the true radio, obviously, yes. 
And I'm here with my co-host. It's your boy, Mr. Grantastic, a.k.a. The Professor, a.k.a. Negro Suave, a.k.a. Smooth Criminal, a.k.a. Can't you woo-woo? too. And I'm also here with, my goodness, wow, the lovely wow, wow. Quiet Storm, mm-hmm. Succulent Ribs and Back Rubs. And Baby Oil. <laughs> I-A. A.K.A. Internal Audio. A.K.A. Baby Oil. Underly, underly, mama. I hate, I hate, uh-uh. Listen. Not Johnson & Johnson Baby Oil, though. Uh-oh. The real stuff. <laughs> the, the, the real stuff. stuff. The, the good stuff. The whole oil. Oh, my. I'm going to slide your microphone, too. Okay. There it is. Yes. Yeah. That's just and turn it towards you, yes. Hi everyone. Okay, oh, oh there it is. Listen, <laughs> today's show is gonna be a banger. I have uh some things I want to talk about before we get into the topic and all that good stuff. Anyway, I'm not doing books and business this week because I gave y'all a good books and business uh two weeks ago. And also I have some things I think we need to discuss before that to me are more is more relevant than trying to persuade people to read who have not massaged that muscle yet. Um, so last week I had the good brother Rizzo on. Um, he's still fighting the warfare. Sorry, uh, sorry, my youngest son is uh has a fever, so. I'm getting alert about his well-being. So anyway, um, yeah, because there is black men who are actually good fathers in this world, um, <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Um, I had Rizza come on last week, and he talked about the vaccine and a whole bunch of other stuff um, that you guys can go back and rewatch that episode. Please do, y'all. Um, rewatch that and take notes. Yes, um, and do your research and come out to the conclusion that he was telling the truth the whole time. Um, And then also, next week on Monday, I have another good brother from the Nation of Islam coming on. Um, I think little by little I'm going to start bringing people that I know that, you Mm -hmm. know, so people can recognize I'm not just capping when I say I know individuals. Mm -hmm. Dr. Wesley Muhammad is coming on. And we're going to have a very strong dialogue. We're going to talk about Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam and the evidence pointing the finger at what really happened, who really shot him, who was the conspirators behind it, who is responsible for it, and who can we put the blame on and move forward. Mm-hmm. So anyone who have tough questions to ask, Dr. Wesley is not going to back down from any question to ask. Not at all. Please ask all the tough questions. Don't think of it as disrespectful or anything like that because we lost a great hero when we lost Malcolm X. And this generation needs answers. Bottom line. And so... In all arenas. In all arenas. And I'm Mr. Randy Chu, and I'm all about the truth. I don't care who it offends. I don't care who it hurts. I don't care what relationship it dissolves. Truth is truth. You can chew on it or you can choke on it. (laughs) Anyway, so 
outside of nanotechnology being inside the vaccines, well, the so-called vaccines, but they're experimental drugs, mm-hmm. um, there is also abortion leftovers mm-hmm. inside of these vaccinations. Uh, well, I I'm think sorry. it's all vaccinations. If I'm not mistaken, no. Yes, yes, it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah all of that's them. a new thing. Yeah, um, and every single chemical or thing that they put inside these so-called vaccines, these hospitals, these places, these establishments get extra money for each item in the vaccine. People don't realize that. That's why certain nurses and certain doctors begin to whistleblow. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, this person died of cancer, and then next thing you know, their boss comes to say, no, put COVID yep. on there. Mm-hmm. Because majority of the deaths that they're claiming is COVID is actually not COVID. Oh, that's right. Um, so this is all a scare tactic, which if you would have watched The Inventors of Evil back in 2015, I already had this whole thing in there. I'm talking coronavirus and the vaccine. But, you know, people just don't believe that this government is wicked. For some reason, niggas just keep trusting the government that has been destroying us mm-hmm. since we were in our homeland minding our own business. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, also, what's going on, Coach? <laughs> also, um, we just found out that, well, it has just been reported. That sounds better. Mm-hmm. It has just been reported that hand sanitizer has cancer-causing chemicals in it. Is there anything that this government can give us that could not damage us? I mean, is we just going to keep trusting these niggas? Please expand a little bit on that. So there are has been a news reporting saying that there's some type of chemical that I can't pronounce right now. Um that is in hand sanitizer that majority of people have been using mm-hmm. that not only causes cancer, but if you have cancer already, it accelerates it. Mm-hmm. And think about how much we've been using hand sanitizer since oh, the vid has been around. Since the the pandemic, the mm-hmm. scandemic has been around. Everyone's been, you know what I mean? It's just like, man, so... It's, it's saying, I just Googled it, and first thing that popped up is microbial uh, sanitizer because it's a different kind. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, if you, um, you should not use if you have some type of ailment. A lot of this stuff is endocrine disruptors as well, which uh, messes with your hormones and probably helps with feminization of yes. men as well. Yes. Masculinates some of the women as well. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That goes along with the topic mm-hmm. for later on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um also the united states capitol was attacked last week yeah and they're trying to blame mm-hmm. the most honorable blame? minister louis farrakhan mm-hmm. oh, wow for said attack how in the how does he tie in how hot monkey lava <laughs> do you tie minister farrakhan to a random person attacking the Capitol, but Trump. Did, yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, we didn't associate that whole insurrection with Trump. Right. <sighs> and he told Congress they will be there on that day. That's a fact. He told them that straight to their face. Made with the they had That's plans, a fact. curse made, and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so a white guy can go shoot up Asians. Mm hmm. 
but then it's black people's fault and it's blacks versus Asians. Mm-hmm. Random he had, he part- had a bad day, remember? He had a bad day. Oh, yes, yeah. right. He had a bad That's day. A bad yes, day. he was a, under a lot of pressure, yeah, yeah, he was. stress, yeah. and, you know, just, ah. He had a outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then NSNBC had the post up of, this is what black people can do to help the black and Asian like yeah. relationship. They had that. That's what they were reporting on yeah. after that guy went yeah. and shot can, people. Can we just be real that Asians have treated us crud ball for yeah. the majority? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the women who like BBC. Yeah. I'm talking about the majority of them that are been selected to have their businesses in our like community. Have always treated us like dirt ball. Yes, and have you hurry me. up and buy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel sorry for your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't you. Yeah, that was on a movie. No. For those who think I'm being hatred, I'm not. Uh, um, but can we just be real? Yeah. That there is an agenda. But the first of all, white supremacy has always done the act and pointed the finger at someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, did y'all forget about nine eleven? Oh, I was about to say that. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, did you forget about even Pearl Harbor? Yeah. They they did a number to Venezuela and Haiti too. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, let's, the Clintons by themselves. Listen, <laughs> listen. There has not been anything that the United States government has done out of the act of something they didn't already start. Mm-hmm. Even World War Two. Let's be real. They were the ones who taught Hitler and them how to do the experiments on individuals. They were the ones who were pushing the gas chambers which is why they gave reparations mm-hmm. to the fake Jews that everyone think is the real Jews, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Ashkenazi, Khazarian Jews. They were literally had four different lands to select from, and they chose Israel. Let's just keep mm-hmm. it a buck if you know history, but that's a whole different topic. Um, and those who uh, celebrated Easter, um, on Sunday, you are stupid um, because number one, Jesus. I noticed I didn't get happy Easter text from y'all. No, no I, don't, I don't. I don't celebrate I, I, Easter. I, I, I got. I got no, the memo. I, with I'm, the I'm not in the religion called Christianity. That's okay. that's no, that's not me. Okay. Um. So, number one, if you kill him on a Friday and you raise him on a Sunday, that's not three days. So that just 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 boost that right there. Secondly, the Last Supper wasn't Passover. Let's keep that clear. Jesus was on the cross at 9 a.m. on Thursday. He died at 3 p.m. that Thursday. And he resurrected on that Sunday. That's three days and three nights, my niggas, not Friday. So your good Friday is garbage. Your resurrection Sunday is garbage. Um, And technically speaking, it wasn't even this Sunday. It was supposed to have been a week or two ago. Mm. So if you understand history if you understand hebrew culture you will understand that never mind anyway because i mean if someone died on a certain day how come it changes every year i just i'm just saying um anyway so ishtar ashtaroth whoever you want to call her the fertility god that Mm -hmm. that actually agrees with pedophilia and the molestation and rape of women for men to impregnate them and spread their seed um yeah. So um anyway, um I just wanted to throw that out there for those who um wanted to be in Christianity. I just want to ask a question. 
Study the origin of, of Christianity, and you'd be surprised. <clears throat> Actually, you know what's funny? I was when I remember Woo! in college, um, I think it was like a sociology class or something. The professor asked, like, who do you think were like the terrorists of the world, right? And everyone in their hand was like, oh, it's like, you know, everyone who follows Islam, like mm-hmm. the Muslim. And I was like the only person at the time. I was like, so you, you want to forget about everything that's been done in the name of Christianity right. on this planet? And everyone just was like, I don't understand what you mean. And I was like, <laughs> I forgot, like, yeah. you know, yeah, institution yeah. of, you know. Y'all don't know about that. Y'all oh, don't know my about goodness. That <sighs> so, anyway, I'm done. Let's just go right in the chew and choke real quick. Mm. That was real heavy. I mean, I was like, that, that, that was, was so heavy. Though, like, the, smooth yeah, okay. yeah. Um, okay, let's make this a little brighter. Anyway, <laughs> everyone, Monday, um, transitioning. All right, so, do a joke, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like what running backs when they get the ball and like quarterbacks like here is already fumbling before it gets to you. You're just like, oh man, what do I do with this? <laughs> Two defensive tackles in your face. Oh my gosh! Just hopefully you. He's Lamar Jackson though. He's going to run away with it. All right. Now see that was a brighter transition. Okay, y'all. So chew and choke <laughs> this week. So you already know what it is. So chew nation, you chew on that, you choke on that. We bring up topics uh, that came from this past week or so. Um, people in the chat, let us know. You can join in on the fun if you like it, you love it, agree with it. Put chew in the chat. That means it was tasty, delightful to your senses and taste buds like these topics are usually are. However, if you disagree, you don't like it, you don't mess with it, you don't vibe with it, you're going to put choke in the chat, okay? We're going to do a quick three this week because we're going to do a quick three. All right, so the first one I shall read and you shall reply. If you call in, I promise I'm going to try my best not to hang up on you. Just don't say nothing. Just try. Bruh. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Not a guarantee. Not a guarantee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You know, speaking of football, Joe Montana. Anyway. All right, so the most. So here's our our first quote. Uh, I don't even know where I got this from. But, anyways, uh, the most attractive quality in a person is their conflict resolution skills. If we can focus on attacking the problem and not each other, we've got a fighting chance in romance, business, love, and in life. How do y'all feel about that? The most attractive quality in a person should be their conflict resolution skills. Chew or choke on that. All right, you I'm going to go with chew. I'm going to go with chew. What does that mean? Present thyself to the camera. Are you splitting it? Okay. Are you on, so we gotta, on, we, you on the line? We got to choose. I, I'm on the line. We I'm on the line. Okay. I'm on the borderline, as Brandy would say. Um, I'm kind of on the borderline, too. I'm like border choke. I mean, border chew. Border chew. Okay. Whoa. Border okay. chew. Whoa. Border chew. Okay. okay. Border chew. All right. Go ahead. I. Right. What do you think? You said completely chew. So what's up? I say chew. I mean, I recently got chewed out, and I was you know, willing to be diplomatic through the conversation, but this person was very not. So, um, I... Hey, you're not supposed to tell our private business. Are you right? right? You're right. Yeah. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. This is generic. Okay, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. My Thank apologies. you. You good. You all right. So, um, I always say, like, beyond compatibility is do you all have a conflict compatibility? Mm. You know, how you fight, to me, is just important as as well as, like, meshing because 
arguments can really destroy. Like a few words can build up a bridge and a few words can create a war. So, um, yeah. Hold on one second. Hi, Angelo. Everyone, I just want to take a moment to welcome my big sis on the line, Miss Stokes. Introduce yourself to everybody real quick. Please just say hi to everyone real quick. Can't hear you. Your microphone is muted. There we go. Yeah. Hi, my name is Lanisha Stokes, but I'm known as Mrs. Coach Stokes. But it is my absolute pleasure to join your panel, Randy. Thank you. So we're doing a segment called Chew and Choke right now. Um, he has he has two more things left, and then we're going to dive into the topic because I know I only got you for a little bit of time, and I appreciate your presence on the show as a special guest, and I definitely want to make sure you get the shout-out, everything that you're doing. Um, by the way, your husband is my big bro. I love him to death. That's my dude. That's my ace. That's my nig. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to continue to say, and I definitely want you to chime in. So, yeah. uh, Tastic, explain to our guests what you and Choke is real quick, and then continue. So, yeah, so we just bring up some good topics from the week, some things are silly, some things are serious. Um, if you're feeling it, you're vibing with it, you can go ahead and let us know it's a chew, okay? If you're not vibing with it, you think it's some hot garbage, you can say choke. All right. So choke <laughs> on these topics. All right. So <laughs> okay. let's get to our next okay, one Okay, cool, quick. cool. All right. So here's another quote that was on the, the gram of Insta. All right. Anybody who the believes... Gram the gram of Insta. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So anybody who believes lies about you before even hearing your side of the story was already looking for a way to be against you. Oh, my God. I'll say that one more time for the people in the back. Preacher, yes. Anybody preach. who believes lies about you. I feel like I need some, some organs. I know. <laughs> before even hearing your side of the story was already looking for a way to well, be against I'm, you. I'm going to exclude myself this conversation because well, I have mended relationships. I'm just going to leave it alone. Okay. I'm going to let y'all go ahead. You, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. So chew. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Let us know. What do you say? Chew. So why do you say chew? Because as we get older, now, if you're younger, that's acceptable because you don't know better. But when you get older, we understand that there's two sides, actually three sides to every story. Mm-hmm. There's their side, your side, and then there's the truth. So everything is based off of perspective. And if a person, especially if they know you, if they're not giving you an opportunity to tell your side, then they probably didn't want to hear it anyways. Mm. So I agree with that statement. Mm. Okay. Mm. What do you think? What do you think? Um, you I, I actually learned that lesson when I was young that okay. people most certainly this frenemies is real and um, frenemies, yes, yeah. People yeah. make up. I, I've had situations where people make complete stories came to me as if you know they knew more than me, but they were talking about me being here, being that I'm like I wasn't there. They're like, yes, you were. So I just knew young. Um, yeah. I just say this: there was a there was an incident that happened back in 2008, right? And I know I'm going far, um, but 2008, where I was accused of doing something, and I was on a whole different coast of the country mm. with more than 40 people that was around. Actually, I was on stage. Yeah, I was about to say. With about 25,000 people in an auditorium, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to them, and it's being recorded. Yeah. 
but I got accused of something that happened all the way on a different coast. Mm-hmm. And y'all believe that? Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, That's how a lot of people end up yeah. in prison. We have a couple people in prison for this exact situation. No. Yeah. And we got to talk we got yeah. oh, we have to talk about that tonight yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. no, I, I definitely chew on that as well. Oh, man. I think those moments where it clicks and you realize, like, the person's, like, telling you this by yeah. like, it's, it, when it's happening in your face is an amazing moment because you're just like, oh, I see everything about you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to let you go. All right. So, no, Uh-oh. definitely that. So, this is right. the last show and choke? This is this last one. Last one. Okay. Last one. Okay. okay. Last one. All right. Everyone, let's go get, get ready. All right. Okay. So, real men. And I said, real men. Mm, I, I don't know why I got my preacher voice on all of a sudden. <laughs> real men. You, all right, so real men don't just take care of any woman. I'm not finished. Uh-huh. They take care of a woman to take care of themselves. A real woman uh, is known for having great nurturing. Hold on, hold on. Start that haul over again one more time. Please. He said haul over. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, haul over. So real men just don't, real men just, that. Ah, real men don't just take care of any woman. They take care of a woman to take care of themselves. A real woman is known for having great nurturing qualities and amazing abilities. If she, if she is taken care of, then the man is taken care of as well. Mm. So what do y'all think about that statement? Because I, I can kind of feel it can be going anywhere. So real men don't just take care of any woman. They take care of a woman and kind of in thoughts patterns that also taking care of that woman, they will be taken care of as well. Are you are you choking? I I chew on the first half of that, and mm-hmm. I'm partial on the second half. Okay. For clarification, mm-hmm. a man takes care of a woman that will take care of him or take care of herself. I'm just reading you the quote. I didn't write it. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. how, do you, how do you interpret it? I felt like that was coming at me. I did not write this. this so the first half at of that by Jennings on Instagram. If you want to talk about this, say it. <laughs> do not at me. <laughs> Okay, so let's... we can stop at the first part. So real men just don't take care of any woman. Uh, they take care of a woman to take care of themselves. We can stop where you said. They take care of a woman that will take care of them? No, they take care of a woman. And in turn, that... And in turn, it takes care of themselves. It takes care of themselves. Does the woman take care of him too? Nah, it's just chew or choke on that thing. I, I, I'm I can't, trying to decide I, what I'm chewing and choking on. Okay. Go ahead, Miss Stokes. I, I'm impartial to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only because it's a little confusing, but I will say this. You attract who you are. Mm, talk. And if you nurture and take care of yourself, then you're going to attract a woman that is going to nurture and take care of herself, which means you guys are going to complete each other and exchange that nurturing, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, so I don't. I don't, and I also, when it comes to the word real, what's a what's a real man and what's a real woman? Yeah, I mean, because everyone, why yeah, because that everyone, that, that everyone has yeah. a different perception of yeah. what that yeah. is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, did you want to say something to that? Go ahead. Because um, I'm on the borderline. I yeah, I'm on the borderline on this one. I Shout think, out to Brandy. You know, a lot of people say a lot of people, and we and we've talked about this before. A lot of people will say you are what you attract, but sometimes you, when you are light, I, I say this all the time, you're going to attract flies. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that... You know, poop attracts flies, too. That's, but no, I just wanted to... Go ahead. On either side. Uh-huh. On either side. It light? Can go down. If you a night light or you poop, you attract flies. Okay. 
So, yeah, that's 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 a very true thing. Like, sometimes you have poop who, I mean, they really are crap, and then they, they, they attract the light. How about that? But you know the light also attracts mosquitoes, mm-hmm. blood suckers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those who just want to come suck what they want out of your life and then leave. That's mm-hmm. true. You know what I mean? And leave a virus behind. But yes. Yes. What's now? Mm-hmm. Um, that's know. kind of like a situational thing. Like it's a situation. That's a situation. Mm-hmm. It's a situation ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. But oh, I, it sounded good. Okay, I was good. like, I'm on a borderline as well. Okay. I, I will say though that for like a man taking care of a woman though, like she will be more inclined to reciprocate that. Yes. I, I will say that. that. Like yeah. you know, that was like I don't think that needs to be like controversy. That's just like okay, if I yeah. take care of you, I'm in taking care of you in hopes that we're taking care of each other. Right. Um, and I think maybe that's where he's kind of going of like saying that like the quote unquote not real men are just that are just buying women, mm-hmm. like not really caring about their growth, but I'm just spending money on you. You're just my, my trophy. Maybe that's what he's saying. Like that, that relationship is not really intent on getting like reciprocated nurturing. Now that you mention it, I almost hear it as like, um, sometimes people will say, or in this case, he said real men starting off. So some men are like, well, what am I getting out of this? Like, mm-hmm. what does she bring to the table? So maybe he's saying like, hey, if you start off in giving mode, trust mm-hmm. me, it'll come back tenfold. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so listen, I want to dive into the topic real quick with no break while I still have Big Sis here. Um, and the topic last week was um, can men hold women accountable without backlash? So now... <laughs> I altered it a little bit, but it's still the same thing. Relationship accountability. Who can the man truly hold? Um, oh, snap. Hold up. <laughs> I got people texting me that want to chime in Uh-oh. to the show. Oh, my. Listen. So let me say that. I, I just text the number out. If they call in, they, they get accepted. But listen, mm-hmm. um, also, Big Sis, you know that anytime you want to come on my platform, you always welcome. Family is over everything. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, so can can a man, and, and, I, and last week I directed it strictly to IA. Like I was targeting dialogue with, uh, with her. Um, yeah, it was real lonely in this corner. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, so real quick, I want to target it to. I want me and Mr. Grantastic to target it towards the two women on the panel right now. Listen, for those who want to chime in, the number to dial is five one six five three one nine eight two eight five one six five three one nine eight two eight. Call in, please. Okay, so listen. How can a man hold a woman accountable for her actions, her words? her deeds, her attitude, without it having to be the man should have done something better. Because men, now, I'm on Melanated People app. It's like the black version of Facebook where only black people are allowed on. And men literally were inboxing me saying, if if black women would tell us how we can challenge them and hold them accountable, then we would do that, but all we're getting is you could have did this better. And there's no solution laid to how they are to respond to what they see from their woman. So we need answers, ladies. 
there's men that really need that are seeking. I'm not talking about them trifling niggas. I'm talking about real. Hold up. I got to call it already. See, this is what happens when your show is popping, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Caller, state your name, where you calling from? Man, it's BC from the ICT. What's poppin', BC? Talk to us. What you got to say to us? Man, so, you know, I was listening to Baby Girl, and I'm sorry, ma'am, I don't know your name with the with the, with the the visor and the, the hair. But, uh, yeah, what's Stoke. the definition of a real, what's the definition of a real man versus the definition of a real woman? You know what I'm saying? Like, who dictates? What a real man is. Mm. Go ahead, Miss Stokes. You can answer. Big Fish, go ahead. You know what? I don't, I don't know that. I mm. just know what I want. I know what I need. I know what I expect out of my man. Mm. I know what I'm willing to be. Um, just to preface a little bit, I'm not young. I've been married before. I've been married... Um, family. I'm educated. I have children. My my youth was not the easiest youth. I'm the oldest child in my family, the oldest grandchild on both sides of my family. Wow. I've observed a lot, and I have had to become um, an adult or even function under a certain wisdom at a very young age. And so I've absorbed a lot a lot of experiences, and I've learned a lot of lessons. I'm not a relationship expert, and I don't claim to know it all. But I will say this. Whatever makes you happy and brings the best out of you as a man or a woman, that is your realness. Mm. That is who you are. That is where you get the best, and you give the best of yourself to somebody. So whatever that means for you, because for some people, for some women, a real man is someone making six figures, driving a certain car, dressing a certain way, no kids never married, highly educated, bank account banging. Some women, that's how they define a real man. Some men define a real woman as a homemaker, someone that will take care of the kids, have dinner cooked, homemade, clothes washed, the house management on point, and not care about the money or the education or the bank account. So that is totally subjective in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and that has to come from a foundation of who you are, where you want to go and what you're willing to give in exchange for that person that you're looking for. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, can I, can I, can I kind of piggyback on that? Go, go ahead. You got a minute left. Absolutely. Okay. So let me piggyback real quick. So basically what you're saying is the definition of a real man or a real, a real woman is in the eye of that beholder. Now, on the flip side to everything that you just said, and I value, sister, I value everything you just said, um, but everything you just said, I'm the exact opposite. I'm the youngest of six. I'm the youngest <laughs> of six. So I come from a big family, and I was made to mature faster because all my siblings were older. You know, mm. I have siblings that are old enough to be my parents. You mm. know what I mean? So I was made to mature faster. I was made to, you know, see the light sooner than later. So with that being said, like I said, I value what you're saying, 110%. And I know what I want in my relationship and, you know, in my life, you know what I mean? And I just, I, 
it, it kind of bothers me and it burdens me that that's kind of left up to, to each individual because I feel like every every man is a real man, every woman is a real woman. But are they real for you is the question. Mm. 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 I see where you're going with that. Mm. I see what you're going with that. Listen. So you, so you, you basically oh. just, you basically just summed up my whole feel in, are they real for you? And that's perfect because we're both saying the same thing. I just went the long version. You went footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. that's why I started off with like, hey, look, I don't know, ma'am, with the with the visor and the hair, but I feel what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So listen. Um, which one? Her banner. Oh, yeah, so, so, so everyone who want to know who she is, if you're watching on our website, Facebook, or YouTube, this is her name, Mrs. Coach Stokes. So everyone knows. You see the banner right there. Listen, thank you for the call, caller. Appreciate you. Keep trying. All right, thanks, brother. We love our audience, yes, baby. Yes, All right. So, wow, that was a good call. I like, I like that. So, Miss Stokes, I know... I got you for a little bit longer. I know, I know, I know you have a Zumba class you have to teach. Um, but you and IA, can you answer this? How can and I want you to go first, Miss Stokes, and then IA. How can us black men? Now let's put this in context. In relationship, not we're not talking about us being brothers. We're not talking about us being fathers or us being sons. Mm-hmm. We're talking about we your man. How can we hold our women accountable without the woman backlashing and saying, you could have done something better? Because that's the question that I had at least 15 dudes that I don't even know hit me on an app and say, ask this question. This is after last week's episode? Yes. Okay. So chime in. Okay, so... My husband's a Marine. He's from upstate New York. Your husband is dangerous. Strong... Your husband is dangerous. I wouldn't challenge your husband. Yeah. Go ahead. But anyway. <laughs> my husband is not, he is a direct reflection of his wavering. Mm. My husband is not going to come at me and say, hey, baby, you know what? You know I love you, right? <laughs> but you made a mistake yesterday. And I just need you to fix it. My husband's not coming at me like that. Okay. My husband is going to tell me, yo, can we get this right? And I'm going to be like, okay, what I do? Now, we might have a little conversation exchange depending on the vibe and the energy. Correct. But the one thing that I can honestly and truthfully say is I don't think there is a clear-cut answer in how a man can hold a woman accountable. Okay. All I will say is this. It has to be consistent. And if you're going to hold your woman accountable, you should hold yourself accountable first. Mm -hmm. So your woman can see that you are living up to the standard that you're setting for her. Mm. And vice versa. <laughs> okay. Because if you don't do that, what happens is instead of your husband being your husband or your father, 
that they may not respect where their husband is coming from because they're wow. sounding like they're trying to be their father versus their spouse. Jeez. So if you already know your wife or your your girl has a daddy issue, whether they were present, whether, whether they were absent, whether they were prematurely, they, they passed away, whatever the case may be, the way you come at her could trigger certain responses, especially if, let's say, let's say this, let's say if she was, she grew up and her, her father was always telling her what to do, but he was always, can I cuss? Yeah, you, this is. He was always messing up. He was always doing some bullshit, but then he would come home and he would say, you need to do X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. You shouldn't be doing this, this, and that. Mm. That respect factor is already gone. Yeah. She's going to get to an age where she looked at her daddy and she said, hold up. Don't be telling me no shit. Like, you aren't, you aren't doing what you're telling me to do. Right. So I don't have no respect for that. I love you because you're my father, because I am, I am a part of you. But I don't respect what you say. So don't come at me like that. If you want to give me a suggestion, then I expect you, daddy, which is wrong. I would never do it to my father. But... I expect you, Father, to come at me like we are on the same level playing field. Wow, wow. I don't want you coming at me like you're trying to be my daddy right now. Yeah. Even if you are my father, because you didn't earn my respect, because you didn't hold yourself accountable. Therefore, holding me accountable don't mean shit to me. Woo! Oh, my goodness. Backlashes at her man. <laughs> and when she starts feeling offended and when she gets defensive, it really has nothing to do with the man. It has to do wow. with, well, it does have to do with the man somewhat, but it has to do with the trigger from a relationship with her father or her father's figure. Now, if that man holds himself accountable first, mm-hmm. and she witnesses that, and she sees that, and then when she holds him accountable, he's not lashing out and acting crazy and, and, and creating drama, The more that he says, listen, this is what I need from you. Mm -hmm. This is what I want from you. I need you to do this. The more receptive she's going to be, in my opinion. And this is my life experience. I'm only speaking from my experience and from what I see. Right, right, right. My husband, there used to be a time where he would say something crazy to me and I would shut down. Because my whole thing was, fuck it, I'm not going to argue with you. Right, right. (laughs) We can can go on. I, I don't argue. Something I want to make sure that you're still here 
because I want to see what, they, what they're going to ask you. So hold on one second. And then, IA, after this call, I definitely want you to chime in. Area code 209, state your name, where you calling from? Yo, this is Coach Stokes calling from Stockton, California. Oh, what's good, man? <laughs> what's up, baby? <laughs> what's good? Stop, man. Uh, Talk to me. Hey, man, hey, first and foremost, man, I just want to say thank you. You you asked me on a, a couple occasions to come on, man. You know, my 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 time was conflicting, but I just want to tell you, man, this is a hell of a time to come on, man, because that woman that that is up there right now, man, I love her to death, bro. She is my favorite chick in this whole fucking world, this whole universe, man. Hey, hey, I hey, do hey, anything hey, for her. No on my platform now. <laughs> oh, never, you hey, you're in the confines of your home. <laughs> 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 no, man. No, no, but 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 you picked a good one. But I just want to tell you, man, I love your entire cast, man. You know what I'm saying? The, the female co-host, co-host. Uh, I'm sorry, sister, I don't, I don't know your can't remember I, your name, man, but you're doing a yeah. great job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's doing a phenomenal job. Keep keep up the work, queen. And then that brother, your other co-host, man. You know, I'm loving what you're doing, brother. But I just want to say, um. If I can get a free plug in, everybody go out and support my wife, Mrs. Coach Stokes, on Instagram, her Facebook. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what else, baby? Uh, your Zumba classes, uh, her M7 classes, uh, you all that for stuff. Your Phenomenal. That's you talk for your woman. Yeah, we have to classify a real Yo, man. That's a real man right there. That's a real man right there. Hey, listen. Hey, hey yo, Randy. Huh? Yo. Hey, hey, right, 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 fast, man. I'm speaking this to existence, but you and I, we need to do something, man. We need to do like a virtual boxing training between Coach Stokes and, and True Radio. You, you, me, me giving instruction, you doing something. We need to talk about that soon. Okay, that's a bet. That's a bet. I got you, big bro. Listen, I want. I, I know your wife got a Zumba class. She got to get to soon. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to use all the time I can. See, you married to her. You get all the time you want with her. Can, Hey, hey, I'm out. I'm out. I'll talk to you later. One love, baby. Peace. All right, peace. Oh, what happened? Talk to me. I found this stuff. I found this stuff. So today's actually my daughter's 14th birthday, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so listen. I'm going to have IA respond to the said question, and then Mr. Grantast is going to ask a question um, to you and IA. And if you have to leave after that, I understand, big sis. Um, I just want to make sure that, that the other male co-host gets the opportunity to ask both ladies a question before you leave. Is that okay? You, you said you got time because you got to sub for your class. Is that what? Is that what? You, okay, so she's got oh, time. She okay, got okay. Time. So I. I got some time. I got some time. All right. Really, to kind of cap what Miss Stokes has said is learn each other's language. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. learning each other's language is imperative in order to be able to communicate. Um, so she's got her husband who they start off in a certain way where they, you know, had conflict in the way they spoke to each other, but you all have gotten to a place where he can talk to you direct and that works for you all. Um, So I think it's, like I said last week, do things with the basis of love. However, that works for your partner. Um, Like you said, that's different for everybody, but figuring out what each other's language is imperative for its land. Like understand what your intention is and do what you have to do so that intention can be fulfilled. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on that. Okay, Mr. Grantastic. 
Okay. Your turn. All right. So, and as kind of conversation was going on about tonight, I just had a couple things, you know, just thinking about. But I think one thing is this, is that, and I think um, this is kind of a general question. I think a lot of people need to kind of maybe talk, think about this. But um, but do do couples like yourself and your husband, or just in general, do you think people actually have separate conversations about like this communication we're talking about, about how to hold myself accountable or like how to approach me or like, do you think people are having these separate, like not when something comes up, right? Cause you know, like we're talking about like the tone and when something pops up, but before something comes up, are people having these dialogue about like our triggers, you know, or how to resolve. We talked about in chew and choke. Um, our resolution skills, things like that. Are people having these separate conversations? What do you think? You know what? I think for people that, I think that there is a population of people that go through relationship counseling or premarital counseling. And that counselor, that leader is able to navigate that couple into how to communicate or what's wrong. And then you have your people that have strong mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers where they go and they communicate and they learn, they have those conversations before things even pop up. But I think for the majority of us, I think for the majority of us, it's on-the-job training. It's about listening. It's about understanding your partner's trauma or their disappointment. Mm -hmm. And if you're not and this, and this is the thing. This is, and, and I think my husband will be okay with me saying this. But when me and my husband first got together, and even, even let's say up until the ninth, eighth, or ninth year of our relationship, he didn't do a lot of active listening when it came to things that um, that were my trauma. And my mistake as a woman was expecting him to be some kind of psychic mind reader that could understand where I was coming from. Mm. And I was wrong for that because I should have been able to communicate with him. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> got some extra folks on here. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, that, that's like, you know, we try to, um, we have this, this, this um, stigma of being a strong superwoman, especially when you're a black woman. You're strong. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have, you know, you can, you can raise your kids and play, but you can get out and build a house. You can fix a car, but you can go to work. You can cook some homemade pancakes, and then you can go out and you can, you can mow a lawn. We have this stigma of being strong and what we forget to do and what we don't learn to do because of our mothers and the way we see our mothers communicate is to say, hey, I don't like that. Mm. I need you to be this for me. Or this is what is bothering me. Mm-hmm. We don't learn that communication. We think that we think that our men, for some reason, can't handle the pressure of understanding our emotional baggage or how to deal and treat us, how to care for us. Is that what that is? And so that we tend to make the mistake as women. Yes. Well, in my opinion, in my opinion. I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for me. Because that does happen a lot, though. The women that I have worked right, and it does, and you know what happens? We just don't know how to say what we need because 
we are told if it doesn't happen, you'll figure it out. Just mm. figure it out. Just mm. figure it out. Just figure it out. And what do we do? We get more silent. We get more silent. We get more silent. We get more silent. We get into our heads. We start having conversations so deep in our heads like we know what our, what our counterpart is going to say back. When that's false, we don't know that. We don't know what or how our, our, our partners are going to respond to us. But we make these assumptions based off of the stigma that we need to be strong and our men can't handle it. We need to carry it. So mm. I feel like our communication gets stunted with that. And for me personally, the only communication I've seen when I was a child was arguing. Ooh. I didn't see no loving home. Ooh. I didn't see no, no, hey, baby, you know, I, I didn't see any of that. I, I seen a lot of venom. So as an adult, for me, I don't want to put my kids through that. That's traumatic. Yeah. I'm just not going to say anything at all. So now I've left my husband out on an island mm-hmm. to figure out how to boat to me, but he don't have no paddle because he don't know how to get to me. Mm. Mm. But, so let me let me ask you ladies this. You're getting my juices flowing. Um, that's not a pause. I'm talking to women. Niggas are in the room. Continue. <laughs> you said that right. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. You are right. You're okay. um, so can a man can a man say to his woman, I feel like you need to grow in this area. Now, mind you, this man isn't perfect. This man has flaws. He's not dismissing that. But I feel like from the communication I've been getting from people who are fans of this show, um, uh, men that are, that are fans of this show, is that they have to always pretty much degrade themselves before they say what they see wrong in their woman. Like, I know I'm flawed. I know I did A, B, and C, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, and I just feel like you can grow in this area. Can a man just go to his woman and be like, yo, babe, listen, this is what I see is wrong, and I feel like this, if you was to fix this, this could boost our entire situation or boost just you as an individual without it being like, oh, you said it the wrong way, or how did you come at me with it or because the expectation on the other end you can vomit on us and you're supposed to take it right that's kind of like that's, the narrative yeah yeah like, if you think of the propaganda of relationships what is it happy wife happy life yeah always uh just always agree with the woman yes like, these are the things that we hear about relationships the, the narratives the yeah. propaganda yeah and like because even when i was getting married that's the advice everyone told me was just like she's always right just say yes just make her happy. And it's like, what do I have? What is my you? happiness yeah. involved in it? Even the wedding day, it's her day. Yeah, it's her day. Like, do you what, feel like it's your day too? Well, I made sure, sure it was okay, my so day. So you wanted it. What about you? I <laughs> didn't. I, I, from my childhood, it was, it was my upbringing's fault. But if I could redo it, I would make it our day. Right. But I made sure it was her day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, now, I don't have no regrets, right. but if I was to re like, I can't, dang, I hope she's not listening, but I plan on redoing some things mm-hmm. and I want it to be our day yeah. um, because I was brought up on the impression of, again, you make the woman a thousand percent happy mm-hmm. 
even if it means you have to swallow stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like relationships, like how can you say relationships are 50-50, but then you cry and say you gave your all? You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it should be 100-100. I I was about to say I don't believe in 50-50. Yeah, yeah. So like, so so talk to me. So IA and then Miss Stokes, um, talk to me. Like how can a man, can can a, be honest, can a man just come to you and be like, this is the flaws that I see. I think you should work on A, B, and C. Without it being a, well, you need to work on, or you could have came to me a certain way. Like, can a man just be a man and just point out? Because we're supposed to be providers, protectors, mm-hmm. and et cetera. Like, part of that is we have to observe what we're protecting and we're providing for. And we also have to see the weakness in our spouse and try to elevate her from that weakness to properly protect not only the home, but just her in general. So I and then Ms. Stokes. Um, you know, you, you brought up the thing about the strong trope being put on women. One thing I can say with my grandmother, I, I learned from her, the way she spoke to me as a kid is different than how she speaks to me as an adult. It's different than how she spoke to her husband. It's different than how she spoke to her kids and when they were grown. So, again, it goes back to learning the language of your partner. Okay. Um, I don't think you need to be like, honey, I, I suck, and so I'm coming from that place, and, and I'm, I'm going to let you know that, that I come from the same place that you do. We both suck. So this is – I don't think all of that is necessary. But, again, what is your intention? Are mm-hmm. you wanting her to be better? Because a lot of times if you lead with that mindset, it will come out naturally where it doesn't feel like you're working or you're, you're cutting your, your balls off in order to have a communication with her. Okay. You know? so, okay. Um, I personally am not anti-argument, but I think it is very important that when you're arguing, you're arguing to communicate, you're arguing to fight for each other, not fight each other. And I think a lot of people don't say that again. You need to argue in a way where you're fighting for each other versus fighting each other. Okay. You know, people like a lot of times when you, by the time you get to the argument, you're not you're really reacting. Mm-hmm. You're no longer mm-hmm. communicating. You're no longer there for the intent of us resolving. You're now in reactive mode and you're fighting. You're you know fighting that, you know what you just said, acting or, or arguing for each other and not at each other. Am I saying that? Fighting each other. like Fighting for each, each other, other versus fighting each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes can look like the same thing. <laughs> like I said, mind, mindset, mindset-wise, you come in mindset like yeah, hey, yeah. No, I, I, I said that yes. because I'm agreeing with your yes, statement. I'm yes, saying yes. that because there's there's men and women that may be listening that might think that their partner is arguing with them to fight against them, mm-hmm. but they're actually fighting for them and that's, because it could look the same. I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so important to know. Like I, I'm thinking about myself. I'm putting myself in the shoes. I've most definitely been in you know, back and forth mm-hmm. where I'm hearing the person, they're yelling, but I hear them being like, I'm fighting for you. They're, they're not verbally saying it, yeah. but I can see but you can, what they're you saying. Can feel Look, my falling up. <laughs> they're, they're seeing, you don't need the head I don't need there. the head. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're, they're seeing each other. They're, they're fighting for each other. Yeah. Whereas there's been times where it's just like, this person is angry and they just want to, you know, cut me off at my knees. Okay. Um, 
So, so I have a question. Yes. IA. So what do you do in that situation? When when someone is How do you find the love in that situation? In a situation where someone's First of all, I try to hear the message. I am I naturally am someone who tries to read in between the lines and listen to the message. Um Am I always there? No. But for the most part, I, I, I even will say in the middle of the argument, I'm like, I heard you say this. And people think that's a remedial thing to say, but that is like communication 101. I heard you say this. Did I, did I get that correctly? Or you're upset because X, Y, and Z. Is that right? So let that person, that to me cuts down the assumptions, and that also gets you all communication, even if you're yelling it out. That's a form of communication where it it can help you get to the other side versus like, well, you're this and you ain't this, and it goes it goes to another direction. So for me, I'm. So I, I have another one for you. Yeah, I, yeah. So you so we do communication one hundred one. I'm the same way. That that's just a natural response for me. But what about when your significant other takes your response as sarcasm or as belittling them or as you're just trying to talk down to me or make me sound crazy because there's that too. Yes, for sure. You can do everything right and you may love this person and you know this person is your soulmate, they're your friend. You know that you have something solid with them. Right. But how as a woman do you get past that part? Because I think that if we can't get past holding us accountable, if that makes sense. I'll verbally say, like, hey, I feel like you're being antagonistic now. Um, I feel like this is – we're not talking about the thing that we really need to be talking about. So I'll call it out. Sometimes we need to space away. Other times it's like the person brings down whatever weapon, defense, whatever was up, and we're talking about, hey, the style and how it's going is not being – it's not conducive to what we want to do. So even sometimes just out loud – again, it can be yelled out sometimes. Sometimes it goes down like that, like, hey, I feel like – we're, we're cutting each other now, or the way you're speaking to me is making me shut down. Calling it out a lot of the times gets it progressing back to where it should be. That's worked for me, and it's worked for a couple of folks around me. I just have a question, though, about I've, I've heard the, and again, like I know we're just having dialogue here, but I've heard like the word yelling a lot in this conversation. Mm. Um, is that actually. Hold on. By the way, if you want to. Call in the number to dial is five one six five three one nine eight two eight five one six five three one nine eight two eight. We are talking about can men relationship accountability? Can men hold women accountable without there being a backlash? And this is not to clash because this show is all about solutions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you call in, call in respectfully. Call in with your question. Be truthful. Be blunt. Um, but don't be stupid because I, I, I'm known for hanging up on callers. So please call in 516-531-92 at Mr. Grant Taxley. I'm sorry to cut you off, but please continue. Oh, no, yeah. I just heard, like, the term yelling a lot in this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, a few times I've heard, like, the silent treatment as well. Um, are those actually healthy parts of this relationship communication at all? Because I know it's a result of emotion. <laughs> But like, I'm just being real. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like hurt, like yelling. The way you said no, that was hilarious, question. though. That's a good question. And I'm asking yeah. for a because honestly, it's like my wife and I, I. I guess we're not yellers, but like we don't really argue like that. Oh shoot! Hold up, Mr. Grant Tassi. We got a caller. Hold on. 
Why did I say open air? Okay. Caller, state your name, where you calling from? Christopher J, a.k.a. Mr. Skr Skr, calling from Southern oh, Maryland. This is my old co-host, Christopher J, a.k.a. Mr. I'm here. Talk to us. What's your question? Talk to us. All right, so it isn't really so much of a question, but you know how I always got it. You know, I always, I'm right there with Jason all the time. Um, and so, like, I actually heard the same thing. There was a, a lot of yelling. So, uh, but one thing I've noticed about this, like, entire topic, whether we're talking about accountability and listening to Ms. Stokes, by the way, like, you're awesome. Like, I'm right there with you. Um, I will say this, in order for men to be able to hold their woman accountable and, and also in order for a woman to not feel like she has to backlash, regardless of where the issue, where the conflict takes place or where the conflict is stemming from, in order to actually reach conflict resolution for whatever it is that we're discussing with our partners, one thing does need to be to be held within both people, and that's emotional stability. There needs to be a certain level of emotional maturity, and we need to be able to be equally yoked. We need to be able to be equally yoked in that manner, or else communication won't necessarily happen at its best. And then, of course, you'll have the days where you might not talk for a while. So, But the thing is, we should be able to do that, especially if we're operating from the right place, right? To be love, to, to operate in love is to be selfless. So to think less of yourself to learn your partner, okay? Yeah. That's so that, that that I'm really on, in total agreement. I just wanted to call in and let y'all know that y'all are on fire like hot monkey lava. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we appreciate the call. You know we love you on True Radio, man. Um, the relaunch wouldn't have been successful if it wasn't for Christopher J. You're always loved and welcome on this platform, brother. I appreciate the call. All right, man. Let y'all be safe. All right. All right. You, okay. All right. I think your question was great. Um, I don't know if we have an order to answer. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then then after you, Miss Stokes. Um, We're directing the question to you ladies because we're trying to learn. Yes. That's the, that's the whole, that's the whole point of the conversation is we need to learn and we don't want to go to social media or the news or propaganda. Mm -hmm. We want to hear from black women themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want to provide a space where you guys can communicate without feeling um, attacked. Mm -hmm if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. You you were finishing a point about you and your wife are not yellers or too much of arguers. Mm-hmm. So then what would you describe your style as? Discussers? Uh, yeah, we are discussers. She, she's an emailer. <laughs> she's an emailer. Um, yeah, like in the beginning of our relationship, I knew I was in trouble by, you got an email from, I was like, dang, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it wasn't like a phone call or text. Yeah. It was an email. Yeah. But, um, she did get a point across, but like all she really, she was like started with the email and then we would just discuss. Yes. Um, even when moments when we were like, I think most people would yell in that situation. Yes. We're, we're both kind of just like discussers and it, and everyone was always, you know, like the saying of like, you, you know, you know, you with somebody real, you had an argument and you didn't, you know, big argument you got over it. But I'm like, we've never had like a big argument. Mm-hmm. Can I just be real about that real quick? Mm-hmm. Most men who are about accomplishing something in life don't really feel like arguing with their spouse. They want to have, (laughs) they want to come to their spouse. When I mean argument, I'm talking about hashing it out in a toxic way. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about a healthy dialogue. Mm -hmm. 
that we in our own colonized minds view as arguments because mm-hmm. there's a disagreement. Right. I don't view disagreement as arguments, Ms. Stokes. I view disagreements as a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And we can agree to disagree, whatever. I don't care. But my thing is when it becomes toxic, yeah. when it becomes violent. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about physical, I'm talking well, about with like your with your words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it becomes destructive right. and verbal abuse. Men have suffered verbal abuse, but we haven't found a way, a space to talk about it without being viewed as punks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about from other men. Right. Because yeah. when men get together we talk just like y'all women talk. Hey man, you know, yeah, shorty trepping, this is whoop, whoop, mm-hmm. whoop, whoop. You know, we do that. Mm-hmm. There's been times where I've went to my brothers and been like, yo, and I'm, I'm going to have a transparent moment real quick and I'm going to throw it to Miss Stokes. There was a time in my relationship, my marriage, where me and wifey wasn't clicking. And I was expressing something. And I had a big bro who came to me and said, yo, what you're saying is right. But how you're saying it is very prideful. So you need to go home and make that right. Apologize for how you said it. Mm-hmm. Don't apologize for what you said. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think some men get it confused. Of they apologize for both. Yeah. And that's what I... And I, and it, yes. I get what you mean. Yes. Yes. Because there's a so, lot of moments where you're just like, okay, I'm sorry for saying it. Because I got that email one time where yeah. it was just like, yeah. bring it down or not. I was like, okay, my bad. Like, yeah. That's the only thing is like, I apologize for how I said it. Now, yes. I'm going to still say what I'm, like, what, if something hurt me, yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. going to say that. But, but if, because men, some men, when it comes to their woman, don't have the emotional stability to communicate effectively. Right. Why is that held against us if our intentions from our heart is, I'm just trying to express myself so that I can fix this problem? Miss Stokes, then IA. Answer that, please. And then I want to go after the, 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 Let me Let me rephrase the question. Can a man have an emotional moment with his woman and the woman listen to his words and not dismiss what he's saying because of his emotions? Your microphone is muted again. Big sis, your microphone muted. I said, I, I was... Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said, I said, um, I was being funny, but I was like, hell no, I tell Coach Stokes, man up and, and walk with your chest out. But no, I don't do that. <laughs> yes. I absolutely think that men can come to their woman emotionally and don't be lucky. Not be okay. judged. You know, not yeah. be um speaker, some of speaker. Not, not be treated a certain way by that woman, but I I know that you also I know you know this too because you're seasoned. You you I, I listen to the I've been listening to you guys' podcast. What we do as women and how we respond, we're conditioned to as children. Mm. Okay, let me just give an example. Let me okay. Give an example. Okay. I have I have three younger children. My daughter's fourteen now. I have a 12-year-old son and a 10-year-old son. My daughter is now going through, she is a young woman. My daughter has about five days out of the month where she is 
I want to I wanna reach up and choke her sometimes. <laughs> and I hear the way that she communicates with her brother. Her brother can come and say, hey, auntie, do you want to come soft side? No, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. She gets real angry. She gets real agitated. Mm-hmm. And what I found myself doing when all this first started, I found myself making an excuse for her and how she was treating them. I was already conditioning my son to take shit from a woman Mm. that had nothing to do with them. Mm. So as I realized what I was doing, I started to bring my kids together and say, check this out. I told her, I said, if you're cramping, if you're moody, you go take your ass and might all and go lay down, but you will be respectful and you will treat your brothers right because those are your brothers. And I, and I got on my boys and I told my boys, don't you ever let a woman and don't you ever let your sister talk to you like that. You guys are siblings, but you have to respect each other. Mm. You may love each other because you're brother and sister, but you don't have to like each other. And liking each other is going to depend on how you treat each other. So don't mm. let her treat you that way. And if you don't like how she's treating you, tell her that. I didn't mean that like that, Akiana. Or please don't talk to me like that, Akiana. And then with my daughter, okay. you got a problem, <laughs> you got an attitude, you either check it or you go sit down somewhere. But you're not going to be talking to your brothers any kind of way because they're the only ones around that you can lash out at. Because you know you can't talk to me like that. Mm. And you know you can't talk to your daddy like that. Mm. And so you get grown, you get older, and what do you do? You get frustrated and pissed off with your boss. You get mad with your parents. You get mad with other people around you. But the one person you know you can lash out on is who? Your man, because he allowed you to do that. Because he was probably raised, hey, it's that time of the month. Let it go. Don't worry about it. Just man up. Just keep it going. Don't worry. Just just tell her, hey, just ignore her. No. So, so. Can a man be, and I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I had to say that in there because I'm a parent. And okay. I feel like maybe we can't make a lot of changes with our era, but we can start to look at our children and we can decondition them with some of these automated responses that we feel are okay because it's not okay. Um, and so I, I apologize for that tangent, but hopefully there's some parents listening and they can make sure their daughters are also held accountable the same way that they hold their sons accountable for how they treat their brothers or other people or their parents and whatnot. But a man should be able to be emotionally free and, and not be judged by their partner. Mm, mm. I, did you want to respond to that? Because I have some. Uh, <sighs> I have two things for that. Hold uh, up. Hold up. I just want, I just hold up. To, I'm not going to say them. I just like, no. Hold I got, up. I got two things for that. IA has to respond. I'm just putting up. I got two things. To the said question as well. I got two I things. Go ahead, I. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your original question was you heard the thing about yelling and, and, and um, stonewalling. Mm-hmm. Um, so statistically, they say um, the two destroyers in relationships is uh, violence and stonewalling. Mm. So the reason why I kept saying yelling is because a lot of times when people think of argument, they think of yelling and then they think if there's a lot of yelling, it's a dysfunctional relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does take for the emotion to raise up and rise out for mm-hmm. you all to make progress. So that's why I was referencing yelling. I'm not an initial yeller. 
Um, sometimes. Uh oh, uh oh. These are my confessions. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. That's accurate, though. I'm a recovering Stonewaller, actually. Okay, okay. So for me, sometimes I will talk it out. Most of the time, I'll talk it out. I'll be like, I'm upset. And. The person will be like, oh, okay. And, and it's almost alarming to some people because I'm very common saying that. But depending on how the conversation is going, sometimes it, I say my, my volume is raised. My volume gets raised. I'm not necessarily <laughs> yelling, but I speak with volume sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of times we're able to come on the other side in that manner because we've now been able to get out the emotion versus being passive aggressive versus um, shutting down and not speaking. Just like you said, you you can't expect him to be a mind reader. I'll say on the other side too. Sometimes when men are speaking and they're being emotional, we've gotten conditioned. They've gotten conditioned. So it may take you to say, "Hey, I I, I need to be open right now. I don't have all the words, but I need to get this off my chest." Let me tell you, with me that goes a long way. Like I'm now able to be like, "All right, let me talk to this human being versus whatever." whatever society, whatever conditioning has been put on each other. And I think, if again, we both have a level of compassion towards one another, we can really progress. And then you also put aside your the pride, the ego. Those things are crippling in relationships on both sides. Do, do, grantastic. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take your opportunity. Grantastic. But go ahead and say what you got to say because I want to I wanna present something real quick. Um, big sis. Yes, sir. How much longer? Oh, snap! It's almost dang. Go ahead, Mr. Grant. No, we, I, how, how much more time do you have left? I mean, it's, it's I mean, how much more time do we do we have with? Okay, cool, cool. See, that's that's why that's my nigga, yo. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Grantastic. Uh, okay. We'll 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 go for ten more minutes, then we'll cut the show because we're gonna go over time. And, okay. So, what yeah. was your initial question that Ms. Stokes was answering? I just want to. No, no. I want you to introduce what you wanted to said. say. One of them was going off of what you were first saying. I, I need you to bring me in real quick. What was the question again? Actually, okay. I'll say my first thing because it has to do with her. Thing. Um, I do think that we really need to have. And at first I wrote, like, women, because I was hearing this first conversation a little bit later, and I was like, I think everyone needs to have a newfound respect for parenting, especially for black parents, and deconditioning the next generation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. you said that that was powerful. And the reason why I said that, though, because there's a a lot of relationships talk about, like, and women are viewing that if you're a stay-at-home mom, that is synonymous with slavery. And, but if you, but if you... (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. We need to have an appreciation of being able to decondition our children um, from white supremacy. And that's why all these parents are trying to throw the kids back into school. Hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. Respond to that real quick. I, I, you saw me get agitated just then because how is raising a, a, your tribe, the choice you made to have your – how is that slavery? Like that was a choice to bring in human beings to be constructive contributing citizens of society how is that slavery why would you want to to me that's an honor like who's going to raise my kids better than me like no one's going to care more about my seeds no one's going to care over me so how is that slavery to me that's a gift that's an honor everyone doesn't get that so Mm -hmm. why would that be slavery that makes no sense to me yeah most most women in today's society actually view it as that which is 
that, and that's not just my so word. You had kids for other people to pay other people to raise your children. So, well, also, and there's also an yeah, incentive for some much. women to have kids from their uh, money from the government. So yeah. that's the thing too. It's like backwards lies. It, it, yeah. it, it's some backwards thinking, but it, that's why I was saying of like, we really got to have a respect for that. Yeah. If we're yeah. trying to like that's this true. fight that we're fighting against white supremacy is not even just in the moment now. It's the next generation and the following generation. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have to really take pride in how we raise our kids. Um, yeah, we we definitely because we're a part of the deconditioning because we program our kids. And people don't understand that sometimes. And that was my next point about, um, oh, it was like, what was your question? It was like, whatever. Anyways, um, one thing I think for, for women, what they have to understand about communication from a man or whatever, they also have to see and understand the relationship with him and his mother. Mm. And, and I think that's really, really underrated in society because it's like a lot of women are worried about if they are going to get along with his mother. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to mm. cut you off real quick, and then I'm going to let you continue. A lot of the men, a lot of the young gentlemen that are viewed as grown men today have been raised by mothers who were raised by the strip club. They were, let me say it like this. A lot of mothers of today's generation of young men Act just like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah. No, they're not them. They're personas because we got to get that correct. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It, pers- it's not them. They're personas. It's you, ho. Okay, go ahead, Grant. Oh, um, no, but I, I definitely think that is <laughs> like, and we're talking about accountability as well, and men being able to have express the their emotions. spring of ratchet club. <laughs> And okay, um, for men to express their feelings, but I, the one thing even I have learned in recent months is that the women I think can get a better understanding if they really under they get a glimpse of the relationship between her man and his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the hard conversations I had to have with my wife, but she's seen because we're we're all living together right now, so she sees every single day of like oh. This is coming from not just him. This is coming from his mother as well. Mm-hmm. So when we had like the conversation, I'm like, I just learned that I really have trust issues with women, and I'm learning that that came from my mother. Mm. And I had to tell my wife that like I have trust issues with you, not because of you. Right. And guess what? It wasn't an argument. I had a. She said like I understand. Like I am watching this whole thing unfold. Yeah. And yeah. the ironic part about it was like, wow, I could talk to you about that, and it didn't become an argument. Right. Actually, now I trust you more. Yeah. I, I think a lot That's of men, point. and then after I say this, Ms. Stokes, you say, and then I respond, and then we'll conclude the show because I don't want to – I want to be respectful of everyone's time as well. Um, is I think in today's society, we have been programmed, and I'm using certain words – deliberately. In today's society, we have been programmed to view relationships as transactional. Mm-hmm. And me and you had this dialogue. Mm-hmm. When I was doing some self-reflecting of the relationships in my life, I realized that not all of them, but majority of them is based upon how great I can perform for you in the moment what I can do for you in the moment. My question to Ms. Stokes and IA is, 
in today's society, is it safe to say that most women present themselves in relationships to make the man believe that everything is transactional? If you do this, then I'll respond this way. If you provide this, then I'll do this. Can a man not be transactional and still be worth be worthy of your love? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes, and so just so I understand the question, you're asking, can a man not be focused on what he's getting for what your or, or what he's getting from you for what he's giving to you and still be loved? Can a can a man can a man receive your love if he can a man enter a relationship without thinking that the relationship is transactional? In other words, can a man be able can a man be worthy enough to receive your love without having to perform for it? Are you asking like unconditional? Is that is that the same? Kind There's of thing? no such thing as unconditional love. Even God's love has conditions to it. Right. If you read any holy scripture, right. there's conditions right. to His love. Right. So I don't believe in unconditional love. Right. I'm I'm talking about on the basis of love in the sense of what we may say it is in 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 the context of this society. Like if you're married or you're in a relationship and you say, "Oh, I love you." Is that love based upon transaction or is that love based upon the individual that you're with? Are, are you saying like, first? So are you I saying think it's okay. transaction? Okay. Okay. No, go um, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ms. Stokes. I feel like it's transaction because how do you, how do you get to know somebody without transaction, without mm. a give and take? Mm. Now, I feel like what happens is maybe the focus shifts and it's not so much on what he did for me determines what I do for him or what I do for him determines what he does for me. At some point it gets there, but there is a foundation that has to be built. And Mm. I think the whole transactional side from where I stand now at my age with my life experience have to do with can I trust you to hold me down, to give me what I need? If I do this for you, is it a problem for you to do it for me even if I'm not necessarily looking at it as a transaction? Okay. Do you appreciate me for what I bring to the table? Mm. But I think it's impossible for I think it's impossible for you to love somebody without that experience because look even with our kids, it's transactional. Mm. We say our kid cries, we feed our baby, our baby knows we're going to feed them, so they love us. They mm-hmm. want to be around us. If they cry because they're hungry and we never feed them, they're not going to love us. They're not going to know us. They're not going to want to be around us. They want to be around somebody who's feeding them, who's keeping them clean, who's keeping them dry, who's keeping them feeling safe. It's transactional even as a parent, but as we build that life up with my kids, now at 10, 12, and 14, they're not looking for me, well, if mom does this, and mom 
now they know mom could tell me no, but she still loves me. Mm, mm. Her not buying me a happy meal don't mean she don't love me. So I feel like relationship is relationship, whether it's with your parents, with your children, with your coworkers, with your spouse. You have to build a foundation of trust to know that if I need this from you, you're going to give it to me and not question it because I would do the same for you. And then at some point, like now, me and my husband, like I said, we have about 14 years of friendship. If I tell my husband, I say, hey, baby, I really want this new whatever. If he tells me no, I'm not going to automatically be like, oh, he don't love me. He don't want me. He hmm. don't appreciate me. No, it's just, okay. I can, and, and vice versa. Hey, baby, I need you to do this for me. Uh, No, I don't got time. He's not going to turn around and say, well, I'm leaving. I'm going to the club. We've already established that I got you and you got me. And time has proven that and transactions have proven that. I have my receipt. You have your receipt. You can trust me. I know I can trust you. Okay. I. Um, Well, to follow that, I do think that – I don't think a transactional relationship is a bad thing. I think that's exactly how you – part of your bonds, you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's facets to your relationship. You always hear people say relationship is work. That's part of the work. If I don't do my part, how much love are you going to have for me? Mm. You know? And so I think even, you know, you, you gave one aspect from the parenting side where the child gives you love depending on what they receive. But I think there is that time where you as a parent, you may not necessarily get reciprocation, but that's what that is to me. It's just like you'll give love to that to your child. And unless you, my man, want to become my child, you need to be able to put in, in some transactions, and so do I. You know, I think it's a situation. The only other time I see it different is older couples. But like you said, those years, those receipts have been put in. Um, those transactions have happened where they've now just kind of built that. Uh, you, I, I agree with you on the whole unconditional thing, but I have seen older folks kind of say, hey, I just love him for being here. I love her for being here. So those are the only two times. In between, though, yeah, transaction is important. I believe that all relationships are built upon a level of dependency. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. I feel like that all relationships are not built on transaction. Okay. I feel like when someone is dependent upon you, it is already a level of trust established. There's already a level of comfortability established. I feel like when relationships become transactional, and I'm not talking about moments of transaction because we all do that. Right. I, me, myself included, I do that. Um, I'm talking about when the entire relationship is based upon transactions because, as Ms. Stokes said, the child, they're hungry, you feed them, but as they get older, but see, transaction wasn't the foundation of that relationship. It was the starting point. Mm. But that transaction literally is just a level of dependency Mm. because the child being born didn't ask for birth, but because we did actions and that was the consequence of that action, that child, which is our responsibility, has a right to depend on us. As spouses, 
can there be a level of dependency without it having to feel transactional, even though it possibly could be? For example, do I have to do I have to perform a certain way because you have certain triggers? Or can I just be me and still be deserving of your love? Can you walk hold my hand and walk me through not only my evolution but yours as well? Mm. Because if we really, as Miss Miss Stokes said earlier, we attract or reflect who we are, then in all actuality our triggers are dating each other too. And Zoe says that all the time. Our triggers are dating each other. So what triggers you is me, and what triggers me is you. The whole reason why us becoming coming together is to iron out those triggers. But the only way to do that is to make sure that the foundation is dependency and not transaction. See, when you trigger me and my thought process is exchange, then I can just cut you off and never have to face my triggers again because I'm running from them. And I feel like a lot of relationships could have been worked out if society had taught us not to run from them. So in conclusion, I want Mr. Grantastic to give us the definition of transaction, and then I'm going to give my little final little thoughts, and then we're going to end the show. We might pick this up, you know, a couple weeks from now, um, because I feel like this dialogue is needed. Yeah. And I feel like it was a healthy discussion. For sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, you know, and I, and I want more people to call in and chime in because we need to have that kind of dialogue. Grantastic. Yes, I'm coming. Oh, oh thanks. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, transaction. This transaction, transactional. Okay. Hold so, up. Hold up. I want to read this comment. Someone said, I've learned modern women want the power and benefits of a man, the privilege and entitlement of a woman, and the responsibility and accountability of a child. Wow. I think we should do a chew or choke on that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't disagree. Wow. I can't disagree. I, I can't. Oh, my God. Chew, woo, woo. Uh, yeah, that's a definitely chew. So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that comment, uh, Magnetic uh, Vortex. I appreciate that, man. Oh, wow, that was powerful. Okay, Grantastic, give us the definition so we can. Um... Okay, so the action of conducting business, an exchange or interaction between people, Publish reports or proceeding at the meeting, blah, 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 where it's etymology, because you know we got to do that for Mr. Ray Yes, you know I'm an etymologist. Uh, instance of buying or selling something. Uh, that's what we got for the etymology as well, for transaction. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, so okay. exchange between or interaction between people. An or exchange or, or publish, interaction. Or publish reports, as we say, receipts. Or mm-hmm. receipts. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. I know that this topic is heavy. I know that there's a lot of people who have their own talk shows and they feel like they are experts in relationships and they feel like um, that they have the answers, but there is no such thing as having the answers until you have a dialogue 
with both parties. Mm-hmm. And I feel like True Radio has a responsibility to lay it out there on the line. I feel like this was a healthy discussion. I feel like there were some healthy disagreements and agreements mm-hmm. um, in this conversation. I definitely want to have a part three to this discussion. Yeah. Um, I don't know what date or what time, but we definitely got to have Ms. Stokes on part three as well. We definitely got to push this out and get more um, people to comment. Um, I will say there's a lot of people who was hitting me after the first show that I felt their intentions was legit, like they want answers. Mm -hmm. Because we're not taught how to select a spouse. We're taught how to capitulate to society. Mm -hmm. And then we're left in relationships by ourselves. And we learn from our trauma, our hurt, and our experience. And finally, when we get Mrs. Right or Mr. Right, we have to work through all our trauma and all our triggers and Mm -hmm. all our baggage and evolve then after years of being with the right person, we finally get into a flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I'm guilty of that as well. I'm not saying that like I'm above, like I'm literally, I've lived that. <laughs> so I love you guys. I love my show. I love my fans. I love my co-hosts, my special guest, Big Sis. Um, Everyone, please give a shout out to whatever you got going on in life before we dismiss the show. I will say this. You can like it, mm-hmm. you can love it, you can hate it, yeah. but you definitely need to chew on that. Miss Stokes, plug in everything you got going, IA, Mr. Grantastic, then we out of here. So I'm going to say this, the biggest thing I want to plug in is Stokes House Boxing Academy. Um, Talk. It is based off of boxing, health, and fitness. My husband, Coach Stokes, has been in the game for over 34 years, um, and we've been able to come together and collaborate. He's the boxing technician, specialist, surgeon, to get you where you need to be. And I love the health and fitness side of it. Um, so go follow at Stokes House Academy on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow Coach Stokes on YouTube. So Instagram, and if you so dare, follow me at Mrs. Coach though on IG. And thank you. Thank you, too, for having me on. Ray, thank you so much for having me on. IA, thank you. Um, and I am so sorry, King. I don't know your name. Mr. Grantastic. But I don't remember it because I was hitting every note. No, it's okay. Grantastic. Randy, yes. we need to bring Steve on. Steve has another perspective. He's a, he's a, he's a Marine. Oh, we need to wrap it. Oh, yeah. Up in New York, raised by his grandmother. You get a whole other perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely will. Y'all know Steve? And I pre- yeah, I know, I know Steve. Oh. So yeah, 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 that's for sure. I definitely will. And uh, I appreciate you, Big Sis, for being on the, uh, on the platform. Thank you so much. Nice meeting you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Nice meeting you. All right, sis, I'm going to let you go. Handle your business. Thank you. Tell Big Bro I love him. All right. All right. Go ahead. Um, I'm actually working on some things, so I'm not going to talk about it until it's ready to launch, but stay tuned. It will be exciting, and I can't wait to share it with you all. Quiet store. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
right, bro. Follow your boy uh, on IG, Grantastic71. Okay. Also, uh, follow the biz, uh, Tangible Events DMV. Tangible. Tangible Events DMV. We do private sip and paint parties, and we are getting ready to – we got something cooking for the summertime for y'all. So keep your eyes on IG. Again, tangible.events.com. BMV on IG. Oh, that got a bar right there. Yeah, right. yeah. And you know it's your boy, Mr. Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. Please follow us on at Chu Radio and follow me personally at Mr. Randy Chu. Um, I just want to say, man, that, um, that you know, I, I, I just, I, I love these type of dialogues because, and I know they're not going to be popular. Mm-hmm. If I wanted popularity, I would just do some ratchet stuff and I can go viral in 24 hours. I don't want that. I want something that people can look back and learn and evolve and grow from, change perspectives. So anyway, if you don't like anything that was said, um, go to your nearest Walmart, go to Sporting Goods, buy a shotgun and shoot yourself. It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Smack, your great-great-grandmother, and we are out. See you next week, April 12th. We have Dr. Wesley Muhammad. Get that Chew Radio merch. Deuces.